when God comes into your life, you can be radically changed. And your life can often take a completely different direction. Sometimes this is a sudden and dramatic occurrence, and sometimes it's rather more subtle and gradual. But when the divine intervenes, interferes, when the Holy One shows up and engages with you, change is certainly afoot. How do we discern? How do we respond to God's presence and to the Divine One's invitations? Is it you, God? Truly you who is directing my life? How do I know for sure? And what is it exactly, God, you would have me do? Can I trust you? Can I trust what I'm hearing? These are the important spiritual questions that as people of faith we grapple and wrestle. This is prayer. Today we have in our scripture texts three different call stories and three different reactions to the invitation, this interference of the divine, the one who invites, intervenes, and tries to direct human life. And each hold examples of how we, on our journey of faith, respond or seek wisdom in the discernment of this invitation, this call made to us, what it means to live as the beloved of God. So let's begin with Philip and Nathaniel. So many of the tales in John's Gospels of people coming to Jesus are through the invitation of others. The direct experience and then the invitation of a friend to come along. John the Baptist proclaims Jesus and that is how Andrew started following. And then Andrew finds his brother Simon and tells him about Jesus and his brother follows, joins in the next day. And then Andrew finds his brother Simon and tells him about Jesus, and he follows. And then we pick up this evening with Philip. Philip, found by Jesus, who simply says to him, follow me. And Philip does. And then goes to find his friend, Nathaniel, and makes the proclamation, we have found the promised one, the one spoken of from Moses and the prophets, Jesus of Nazareth. And Nathaniel is skeptical, suspicious even. Can anything good come out of Nazareth, that backwater small podunk town? And Philip, the good student, modeling his master with the invitation, says, come and see. We come to God, to the divine, to Jesus, through others, or through direct interaction and engagement. Perhaps what is to be gleaned for us thus far in this story is that they each in their own way thus far in the Gospel of John, Andrew, John, and Philip, invite, engage, and tell others about Jesus. Invite, 
engage, and tell others about Jesus. So when have I done that lately? When have I helped others meet God? When have I, having met Jesus and been met by him, gone to invite others to meet him also? We are called this night to consider how we might be like Philip, to find and tell a friend and invite them to come and to see. Back to the tale. Nathaniel, although doubtful that the promised one could ever come from such a shabby little town, trusts and follows his friend Philip to meet and to be met by Jesus. And before he is even able to greet him, before he is even in his presence, Jesus proclaims loudly as he approaches, here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no guile, no deceit. Now, a bit gobsmacked, Nathaniel, having never met Jesus before, asks, So, how did you know this about me? Where did you get to know me? And Jesus responds by explaining that he saw him under the tree before Philip even spoke to him. Jesus saw him, noticed him, engaged with him. Jesus knows him and sees him and acknowledges the good within him. And Nathaniel's life in hearing this divine observing, this divine knowing, this perception, he is changed, convinced, and awed to praise. Being seen and known by the Holy One can do this. It can make the skeptical in us melt and the guarded walls that we have built with our cynicism fall and crumble at our feet. That is what being seen and known by God can do. Jesus didn't just do this for Nathaniel back then. He continues to do it now, seeing and you and me in the distance for who we truly are, seeing us as good, as guileless, as honest and true, wanting us to join him, to follow him, to come and see. The book of Judges gives an account of the history of Israel during the time after the death of Joshua. It's a period where God raised up leaders, judges who were sent, commissioned, called by God to deliver the people of Israel from those who plundered them. And the pattern of the book is essentially this. The people live in an area, they fall away from faith, they begin worshiping other gods, they do what is evil in the sight of the Lord, they experience hardship, warfare, oppression, and cruelty. They cry out to God. God sends an appointed leader to deliver them. Victory is secured, and then there is a period of rest and quiet in the land for some decades, and then it all happens over again. They fall out of faith. They begin worshiping other gods. They do what is evil in the sight of God. Horrible oppression happens, and hardship intervenes and God again comes and presents them with a leader. And so the cycle goes. With six periods of oppression of the Israelites in the book of Judges from the Edomites through to the Philistines. 
Gideon, the character in our story this evening, is the sixth judge. He is encountered by God, the angel of the Lord, during the Midianite oppression, a time when the people of Israel needed to hide and find shelter and safe place so that their food and their livestock would not be stolen. These were harsh days. And Gideon's father had set up altars to Baal. He was worshiping another god. And an angel of the Lord shows up under the tree of Ophrah, Gideon's father's tree, and watches Gideon as he grinds wheat, keeping it hidden in the wine press so that the Midianites will not see him and take it away. And this interesting encounter ensues. The angel directly addresses him, saying to Gideon, The Lord is with you, you mighty warrior. And Gideon then begins a counter that responds completely in contrast to the greeting. To the angel who then becomes the Lord, Gideon says, If God is with us, why does this keep happening? Where is the God who delivered us from Egypt, the one we've been told so much about? Why have we been cast out by God and given over to the hand of our oppressors? And the Divine One says, Go with the might of God. I commission you, deliver Israel from the hand of your adversaries. Ha, <laughs> sure, says Gideon. How is that possible? I have the weakest clan, and I'm the puniest in my family. I will be with you, says the Lord, and you will be victorious. And then Gideon begins to wonder, begins to have his curiosity piqued, and does the first test to see if this truly is God who is speaking to him. If now I have found favor with you, he says, then show me a sign that it is you who speaks to me. Don't go away. Stay here. Stay put until I return with my present for you. Show me a sign. Is that a prayer that you have prayed? Perhaps when life has been challenging? when you were at a crossroads, when a major decision demanded your choice? Has your prayer to God been, show me a sign? Have you at some time in your faith life put specific conditions on God so that you can be absolutely certain? Well, if so, you are in good company. You are in the company of a judge and a leader of Israel, one whom God saw fit to call to his people. And sometimes asking for a sign is okay in our faith, but we must remember to always be careful. We must be careful to be sure of what we ask for because it just might well be answered beyond what we request and require more of us than we could ever imagine. So Gideon leaves the instructed angel to stay put and prepares his present. I love that it's food. 
a picnic, meat, broth, and unleavened cake, and returning to the divine being, he presents the food under the oak tree, and the angel instructs him about what to do, and he lays out the food as instructed, and then the angel makes fire come from the rock, consuming the food, and immediately the angel disappears, shocking and stunning and convincing Gideon. Help me, he cries. I have seen the angel of the Lord face to face, and he's terrified to death. The test worked, and it scared him out of his wits. And then the voice of God says, Peace, don't be afraid. You will not die. Peace to you. And Gideon builds an altar and follows the call to be leader, destroying the apostasy of his father and community by tearing down altars to foreign gods, leading them against their oppressors, and eventually bringing peace for a few more decades. We each come to God in a variety of ways, and God comes to us, engaging us calling us according to our needs, abilities, contexts, and gifts, even when we are not aware of them. God sees in us often what we do not. May we listen to the invitation to come and see, even if we're skeptical. May we offer that invitation to others once we have been met and seen by the Holy One. And may we ask bold questions like Gideon and Nathaniel when the proposal is given. And when we are truly unsure, and when those moments present themselves where we need to know, we really need to know because we doubt our own eyes, our own heart, our own story, our history, our intuition, our ability to see if it truly is of God, then if the need is this great, then it's okay to ask for a sign. But may we do so carefully and with full knowledge that the outcome may not be at all what we are prepared for. But if it truly is of God, the sign will be given and peace will be assured. God's presence will remain. You see, it is this peace, peace received, that is clearly the discerned signal that it is of God. And when you are assured and feel this peace, the decision is clear. You are not alone. God is with you. Let us pray. Thank you, Holy One, that you invite, engage, and call us to new life. Help us each in our own fashion to heed and listen, question and wonder, follow and remain insightful with our eyes open and with open hearts that we may discern your guiding, loving, and wise presence in our daily living and through our challenging decisions.
You know us better than we know ourselves. You see far more than we are able. And for this, we are deeply grateful. Help us to trust you as we join in your holy work to redeem and save the world. All this we pray through Jesus Christ, your Son, our teacher, and our salvation. Amen. <laughs>